Welcome to the Feel of Faith podcast. I am your host, Dwanisha Campbell. I create conscious content by having authentic conversations about womanhood and inspire you to align with your God-given identity and show up as your best self. Welcome back to the Fill with Faith podcast. This is episode 10, the impact of the influencer. And today I'm going to be discussing the impact social media influencers have on society and impressionable young women. Today we're going to unpack a lot. So grab you some popcorn, share this episode with a friend because it's a lot here to discuss. But before we jump into today's discussions, I am asking for your help today. Um, If you enjoy my content or if you enjoy this episode, if it's your first time listening, please head over to podcast. I entered into a sponsorship to win anywhere between $250 to $5,000 in sponsorship um, as a podcaster, up and coming podcaster. And it will be the world. It would mean the world to me if I won just even a little bit of this money because I can put this and invest it back into this podcast to create even more content for you to create, um, to get a new microphone or to even, um, have more people that I plan to in the future bring onto the show and interview them. The only thing I would need you to do, and it's a hundred percent free is to just click the link in the show notes to podcast and just write me a love letter just telling them why you love this show and why you recommend it to other friends. If you can do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you say, ah, that's too much. I don't feel like leaving my Apple app. That's fine too. Um, But please leave me a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera, wherever you're listening from. It really does matter. And um, I appreciate you. So thank you so much. We're going to get right into the episode. So before before I start getting deep and all of that stuff, I just want to start this on a more inspirational note by just saying that being you, being yourself, showing up as your best self will never go out of style, okay? And just know that what you see online, on social media isn't the whole picture it isn't the whole story and I know that this is so generic at this point in time and we're told this so often but I I just think that it's great to emphasize that because I think even though we're told it off and we hear it um it, it still it still doesn't get through to people as 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 much as I think that it should and that goes for body image relationships wealth success etc like we are only getting a snippet of the whole picture. So my overall goal of today's episode is just to make sure that you are not letting women with unrealistic body goals influence how you view your body image and beauty. Um, I just do want to say I'm not against 100% against cosmetic procedures and enhancements to an extent. But when it comes when it when it when it when it comes down to being normalized and mainstream and accepted to be the standard when this standard is not even 100% authentic, or as Khadija says, found in nature, I think that's where um, my, my concern comes in. So now you guys might be like, hey, what are you talking about? What body image? What I'm talking about, what I'm referencing is the slim, thick body type. Now, what inspired this podcast episode, I was scrolling on my YouTube feed and I came I came across this video of this YouTuber. I'll link both of the videos that I'm referencing below. I came across this video of this YouTuber. I don't know her name and I didn't watch the video in its entirety, but it was it was named something 
along the lines of the reign of the slim thick influencer and she was just talking about how the slim thick influencer was going to like that that trend was no longer going to be because Kim K was reducing the size of her butt implants um in that video though the person who made that video mentioned Khadija and and bow I'm probably not saying her name right and I'm sorry about that but again it's going to be linked below and once she mentioned her I went over to that video because for me I just felt like it was going to resonate a little bit more um yeah and I'm so glad that I did because Khadija literally made like a um what do I want to say like an influencer term like she she coined a term that I definitely love how she explained it I love how she articulated it because for me when this woman was talking about the slim thick culture for me I'm like this was influenced in my head like this is influenced by black women this is nothing new for us but I think it's more so a trend on a mainstream level so um, I did want to hear from someone who was coming from that perspective. So what Khadija mentioned in her video is that there is a distinction between the original slim thick body versus the influencer slim thick body. And there's two different sets of women or two different sets of culture that influenced um, both of those sets of body. So the original slim thick body is is the body that I'm saying like listen black women we were always held to the standard and and Khadija said that this came from the video vixen and you know just being in black culture versus the influencer slim thick which is credited um can be credited to the Kardashian family um I think that that was a perfect way to break that down because before I listened to her video um I thought that this slim thick body like the influencer ship that body was coined by Nicki Minaj. I don't know why I thought that again, it's probably because of the culture that I, I come from. I come from predominantly black culture. Like I didn't hear about a Kardashian until, oh my God, was it high school? Yeah. Like I just, I literally was not keeping up with the Kardashian. It was like Kardashians. Mm, no, I didn't. I didn't No, I just, I just, that, that just wasn't my thing. Um, personally yeah so whenever they begin to get popular on I, I want to say was it high school? I don't even know if it was high school. it might have been college you guys but nevertheless um, I do want to just go into the distinctions between the the video vixen body the slim thick and the influencer so the video vixen as Khadija was saying is you would have the it was a more natural approach she says she wasn't 100% sure, neither am I, if these women had had cosmetic enhancements. But these bodies felt more natural. I mean, they even look more natural than what we see now. They would have the medium to large breasts, big butt, small waist, or they would have like a pear shape. And um, their stomach was mostly flat, like mostly flat. But it still had some, you know, some some skin there, a little a little pudgy pudge. But it was it was mostly flat, you know what I mean. Versus the influencer body, where they have all those same things, except they have these extreme thigh gaps, and the stomach is snatched, honey. It's like nothing there. Like when they sit there, the stomach is snatched. It is flatter than flat. 
Um, and that's what she, that's the distinction she made. And I love how she broke that down because, you know, as a video vixen, as someone who's naturally thick, your thighs, you know what I mean? Your thighs are going to support that thickness. Your legs are going to match because they need to carry your assets. No pun intended. Um, and like I mentioned before, I really thought, uh, first of all, I'm 24 years old. The first woman or influencer slash entertainer that I knew with this kind of influencer body that I seen, because again, I was not keeping up with the Kardashians, was Nicki Minaj. And I was a super fan to Nicki. Pull up in that junk, go, oh, I'm be a gangster. What a bad that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in that tanka color, I really wonka. You could be the king, but watch that queen conquer. For- <laughs> oh my god did I just do that I think I just did that anyways um that was the first woman that I seen and I can remember at that time like my family asked me like why do you like her she's so fake she's so da 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 like she wears these colorful wigs she doesn't even know how to rap and she she does know how to rap Y'all could say the fake body. I never wanted a fake body. I never, let me not say, I was really inspired by Nicki Minaj. I love her authentic, authenticity, authenticity. I cannot speak, you guys. Authenticity. <laughs> and I love how she showed up. But nevertheless, the reason that I bring that up is because those same family family members who were saying like oh why do you like Nicki Minaj she's fake and pointing out all her fake attributes were the same family and friends who always emphasize the desire to be thick like video vixens like Nicki Minaj and if you were skinny as I am it was seen as if though like something was wrong with you you'll get comments like oh you're so skinny do you eat you need to have sex just a whole bunch of ignorance so at one point in my life I found myself being obsessed with being thicker like gaining weight because of how other women made me feel I began to develop insecurities I started a weight gain journey for myself you know because I'm like oh my god I want to be thicker like you know I'm going to be more attractive. I'm going to be more desirable. I'll stop getting all of these comments of people making, you know, comments about my parents and all of these things, which is when I think about it now, it's just so detrimental. That's why I'm making these episodes because I could just remember how I was feeling in my skin. And, you know, a lot of times people try to say, oh, you know, women get surgery because of men. But for me personally, and this is just my personal um, experience, I never got like shaming comments from men about my body. Now, I am pretty much in shape. I am slim, but I've never personally had a man tell me that I need to gain weight. I never had a man tell me that I was too skinny. I personally have never had that. I don't know if it's just the men that I deal with. Maybe they like my physique. Maybe they like my body type. But that was never something that contributed to my insecurities. It It was strictly comments that came from family and friends. And I'm just being completely honest with you and maybe um conditioning from society because of the images that I was seeing of course in videos and um 
like I said, I was a Nicki Minaj super fan and things like that. But those things never came from men. And this is just a side note. That's why I, I, I honestly truly do not believe that the majority of women get surgery because of men. I mean, if you look at society today, I mean, I think most of us could agree that the modern woman doesn't even care what a man thinks. Like, can we all agree with that? A lot of men say, oh, I don't like women who wear weave. We don't care. We continue to wear our weaves. I'm, that has happened to me. Now, I have had a man say to me, oh, I don't, I don't really love like girls who wear weave. You think I saw wearing weave? No, I didn't care. I'm like, oh, well, it seems like a personal preference to me. You're either going to accept it or you're not. I'm not changing that for you. I've been wearing weave all my life. But nevertheless, <laughs> I digress. Let me get back into my top. As I was saying, um, I developed those insecurities and I started a weight gain journey for myself. And that's when I learned that you cannot choose where your weight goes and how your weight distributes. Okay, how you carry your weight will depend largely on your body type, your height, and your genetics. So when I was going through my weight gain journey, I realized that, okay, you know, I wanted to be like a little slim, thick or whatever, but I was gaining weight everywhere. Like my face was getting rounder. Um, my, my stomach was getting a little bigger. Everywhere was getting bigger. And I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. Let me put some pimping in it because I don't think that I wanted, I didn't think that I wanted this. And I realized then that I had unrealistic body goals and that I needed to not just focus on having this ideal or perfect body, but I needed to focus on health and wellness, like at whole, at large. And I also had to learn that my body and my assets alone didn't determine my worth and value that I brought to society, that I brought to a man, that I brought to when I showed up at a job, and that I'm so much more than that. And I just want to let you know, so are you. And it's really not healthy to have society and other people um, determine how you feel about yourself because other people's opinions in society are constantly changing so think about the life you want for yourself long term and ask yourself if the things you're being socialized to value and appreciate and see if they line with align with where you see yourself long term like really think about the positive impact or value these influencers that we follow that are currently pushed on our feeds. What are they providing us with? In my personal opinion, the majority of them are influencing young, impressionable women to become baby mamas, over-sexualize their bodies, be materialistic, think like a man, and become a boss babe or engage in hustle culture. And I think the only pro to this may, may be if that's the kind of life you value is being a boss babe or hustle culture. Now there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting in how you live it and, and having your money. But I also think that this boss babe and hustle culture also contributes to just some overly materialistic um, things that we're starting to see on Instagram and everywhere else. And I, I honestly don't believe that that's healthy either. I believe it places more emphasis of, I believe it places more emphasis on showing off like what you have and what you can do than creating substance and having value. I think it encourages depth. 
because you know you're trying to get things and and and, on resources that other people have but you may not have the means um that they have like cash or credit i think it creates a culture of lack of empathy because you're unable to see past your wants and desires and you you can't see like the greater issues at hand in that society or in your neighborhood etc you remember that episode on keeping it with the kardashians i only know the meme and her sister is like kim there's people that are literally dying that's basically what i mean by like lack of empathy um another thing is it distracts you i think being overly materialistic can distract you from making improvements on yourself on a mental physical spiritual level because you're covering up with the money with the jewelry with the clothes all of those things those are those are the things that are feeding you and keeping you alive and boosting your confidence so I think it's really important to analyze the motive behind the cosmetic surgeries and materialisms like like what is the motive behind these why do we do it is it to better yourself is it because you actually need a medical procedure because that's why I said I'm not 100% against it because the some of these things could be extremely beneficial to people who have serious health concerns or, or are just trying to um, improve themselves and I'm not just talking about BBLs and, and butt shots and stuff like that I'm talking about more on a, on a wide scale level like fillers and you know, things like that, other things that people do as well. Is it to live up to other people's expectation? Is it because you're lazy and you want instant results? Like I said, all bodies are not the same. All bodies are not created equal. So to be quite honest, for some people, it doesn't matter what workout you do, what you eat, etc. You're never going to have a certain body shape. Like me, for example, let me use myself. For example, I am tall. I have very long legs. I have wide hips. I know that I'm never going to have a shape like my aunt who is short in stature. Her hips aren't as wide, but she has thick thighs, a big booty, a slim waist, that's how she's built. I'm never going to be that way. Like I said, even if I gain weight because of my height, because of my physique, I'm never going to have a body like her. And that's okay. You want to know why that's okay? Because confidence is sexy. Okay. And there's definitely a difference between being sexy and sex and overly sexualizing yourself. Now I'm going to use these two women as examples, and I hope no one gets offended. But to me, being sexy is an essence. You walk in it. It's like confidence, you know, like you can just tell like, you she's confidence. I love her like Rihanna. Right. And to me, and I'm just using her as example, over sexualizing yourselves as a Chloe Bailey. It's an energy you give off like you're trying really hard. Maybe you just know what if, you know, just starting to get attention and and you don't really know how to channel the attention you're getting. So you're just like, oh, my God, like, I feel like I have to do this. I feel like I have to do that. And you don't just naturally just flow and walk in it like Rihanna. That's why a lot of us love her, believe it or not, because she just walks in it. It's an essence. Right. 
walking in authority and being confident in your skin is top tier. Do not ever feel pressure to change who you are. I'm telling you, fixing yourself externally will never make up for the change you need to work on internally. And that's why a lot of people overdo the surgeries to fill a void. They're like, okay, well, I'm just going to go in and I'm going to get a tummy tuck or I'm just going to go in and I'm just going to get a BBL and I'll be done. And then they want to go back for another round because it's like, well, it's, it's really not how I want it. I wanted it to look like her. Oh, well, you know, I didn't keep it up. So so now I'm, I'm back to eating how I was and now I got to go get the liposuction again because I don't want to put in the work. And I'm feeling bad about myself. Insecure, you know, with the enhancement, even with the I'm sorry, you're insecure, even with the enhancement, you got what what you thought would fill you up, but you're still not even satisfied. That's why it's good to be content within yourself before you go seeking external validation, before you go to get external treatments to your body. That nine out of 10, um, you could try to reduce, but you, you can't completely undo. So next, I'm just going to give you guys some practical tips to um, encourage body positivity. And when I say body positivity, I'm not just talking about body positivity that we got going on in today's society that only lifts up a certain body type. Like, can we talk about that? Can we unpack that like body positivity and oh, she's just being comfortable in her sexuality is only accepted for a certain body type. And a lot of that stuff, I don't endorse it at all. But I'm just saying, like, if, if you guys are going to stick with something, be consistent in it. But nevertheless, I'm going to give you some tips to make sure you know, you're curating an environment for yourself so that you can walk in confidence or if you're having insecurities, some practical steps and, and tips that you can take to improve your overall mental being because it's hard out here, especially when everybody's moving the same, everybody's thinking the same, you keep seeing the same images over and over. So the first thing you can do is to surround yourself around people who will motivate you, hold you accountable and align with your value. So sometimes we feel pressured to conform to what everybody else is doing because that's all we see, that's all we know. So if you can take yourself out of certain circles, if you can clear your feed from certain things and put more people in front of you who look like you, put more people in front of you like myself who are creating conscience contests, who's going kind of against the grain and against the the societal norms um to so to know just to know that you're not alone you know and even if it's not me people in real life who are gonna show up and motivate you people who are on the same wave wavelength like join book clubs join um women's group join I don't know what else what else do people do I'm not really sure but join things like that. Surround yourself around those people. Make new friends at work. Make new friends wherever you go. And, you know, show up. That's number one. Number two is forgive yourself. This is something that I had to do. Um, forgive yourself for the negative self-talk that you you gave because of your body type, because of your insecurities, 
Um, and also forgive others who may have battered your self-esteem and confidence, whether that be friends, whether that be family, whether that was a man or a lover who said, you know, I want you to have a bigger butt. And from that moment on, it scarred you and, and made you insecure about your booty or it made you insecure that you were too skinny or, or made you insecure that you were too big. Um, forgive them. And you're not forgiving them for them. You're forgiving them for you so that you can walk in liberty, so that you can walk in freedom and show up as who God created you to be. Number three is to get therapy. Now, there are numerous ways to get therapy now. We live in such a great, great time that we even have access to therapists online through BetterHelp. Um, you could go in person if that's your thing. Also, I know when I was in college, there were counseling services that were provided on campus and you could go at select times. They sent out a newsletter like every week that counselors are on site. So check on your college campus if you are in college and see if, um, that's offered. So you can go and speak to a counselor and it was free. So See if that is a resource available on your campus and also through work. Um, I have a program through my employer that they give us like just a few counseling sessions a year where we can talk about anything. It doesn't even have to be work related. So those are a few options where you can get therapy and um, just speak just speak to a licensed professional about some of the traumatic things that you experience as it relates to body image and working through those emotions and healing and giving you strategic tips to improve yourself. This next tip is something that I got from Khadija's video is, and I talked about this briefly, is creating real body positivity on your timeline and versifying your content you consume. So you're not constantly downloading other people's thoughts. You're not constantly downloading other people's images and you have a burst like you have burst body images that you're seeing all day so when you're scrolling through your Instagram feed you're not seeing the same body type over and over and over and over again you know because if you're seeing that over and over and over it's like oh this is literally the norm when it is it I mean it is being normalized but this is not natural if that makes sense you know what I mean and my next tip is <laughs> you know I'm always gonna tell y'all this listen to my last episode I think it's episode six where I talked about my social social media fast it's unplug you know take a break from social media get active in your real life like somebody asked me one time like why do you take breaks from social media and I told them straight up I'm like because sometimes I get too wrapped up into what everybody's got going on like I don't like always having other people's thoughts and ideas in my head so sometimes I just need to unplug live in my real life making sure that I'm showing up um and I'm and I'm giving my 100% attention when I'm with my family when I'm with my son when I'm at work I'm giving my 100% so that way I'm not focusing on what this this and that person is doing I don't have these constant images in my head etc just take a break and live into your real life 
be around real people and see if that makes a difference. It may or may not. I'm not sure, but it's just a suggestion that I'm always going to make. <laughs> Check out that episode, Social Media Unplug episode, if you did not already. Shameless plug. And last, but certainly not least, focus more on creating a healthy lifestyle. Instead of just specific vain body goals, focus more on health and wellness. Focus more on eating right and working out and drinking water, limiting sugar and limiting um, other harmful things to your body. And just focus more so on being well as a whole. Like, what's even the point of undergoing surgery if you're still going to live a lifestyle that's going to contribute to you gaining weight or even potentially messing up the effects of the surgery you just undergo? If, If that is something you do. Now, I'm not endorsing that at all, but I'm just saying I think it's way more important to create a healthy lifestyle than to um, promote these quick fixes, you know? You can do the work. You can put in the work to get the results that you want. We live in a generation where we just want instant results, you know? We're used to everything being quick and fast, so we we just want it quick. We don't want to do the workouts. We don't want to put in the work. But I challenge you to... Focus on your health and wellness, and I'm sure that you'll just feel better overall. You know, you won't battle with the low self-esteem and confidence, the depression, eating eating disorders, pressure to achieve the perfect body and idea, you know? You won't suffer with that because you understand the importance of being well and being whole, and you understand that bodies are different you know so that is the end of this episode I hope you guys enjoyed from this I hope there was something in this episode that you could take value from if so please share with a friend or family and definitely again please leave a comment not a comment a review down below on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening at And if not on any uh, streaming platform that you are enjoying this podcast on, thank you again for listening to the Filled with Faith podcast and we're out.